Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior and accomplished professional from Mumbai, India, currently speaking to us from Gurgaon, Mr. Neeraj Jain. Neeraj, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Happy to be here with you. Thank you. Neeraj is an independent director and angel investor. He's the former vice president of finance and the chief financial officer of JNJ, Johnson & Johnson Medical India. So Neeraj, before we talk finance, tell me about your own journey in brief. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for asking that question, Ashutosh. So I will divide the answer in two parts, mm-hmm. professional and personal. So professionally, largely, I'm a two-company person. Yeah. Uh, first half, 17 years with Hindustan Unilever, joined as the entry-level manager, left them as general manager. Mm-hmm. And then uh, J&J, where I worked in India and Singapore, uh, I retired or left them as uh, India CFO, VP Finance mm-hmm. uh, for medical device business. Wonderful. This was 2020 and I was 58 and uh, the itch of doing something different. Mm-hmm. So we, we co-founded uh, an angel group uh, in India. Mm-hmm. Okay, CXOs and with, a, with an intent to make a difference. Right. See, investing is only one thing, but go beyond investing, mentor them, help them convert ideas into a commercial reality. And that's where we came in mm-hmm. and uh, friends and friends referrals. So we are now 125 strong group. Wow. 125 CXOs, yeah, across mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And, and we invest in early, test, early stage uh, startups. Amazing, amazing. The directors uh, thing came in. So I work as an ID with the Tata Mutual Fund and Tata Pension. Hmm. That's what I do professionally. Yeah. Personally, uh, I am essentially a small time, uh, small town uh, person. Uh, come from Punjab, uh, did my schooling, college uh, in that town, and then to Delhi, did my CA, did my company secretaries, and and uh, personally, I believe in certain uh, things, values given hmm. to me by my parents. And, and I enjoy living by those. And if I were to just summon one line, three things, it's integrity, transparency, and trust. Well said, well said. And I think those three are basically the foundation of any true finance professional. Mm-hmm. But moving on, and that's my first question to you also, as a leader in finance, what key principles have guided your own decision-making throughout your career? Yeah, interesting. Uh, I think the first and foremost, which I learned from my dad, uh, he was a civil servant with Indian Railways, uh, was distinguishing right from wrong. Mm. So as a finance person, you can very easily get into a gray zone. Mm. The idea was not to get into a gray zone. Mm. You know, Call out the wrong from right mm. and pick the right one. So uh, don't manage things, but do the things in the right way. Mm. Because uh, that that's first thing, first principle, which always guided my decision making. Mm. Uh, then I learned along the career, you know, uh, one of my bosses, I still remember, he was aghast at at uh, us, when I say, say us means me in that company at the time, mm. looking at things in a very hierarchical way. Mm-hmm. Why should you look, look at it in a different way? Mm. Somebody is senior, somebody is junior. So egalitarianism. Hmm. taught me and I think that stayed with me for a long long time amazing amazing people leadership hmm. that came in somewhere in in in, in between hmm. and and uh, I started measuring myself uh 
by looking at whether the people who work with me will want to work with me again or not hmm. that became my criteria Very interesting uh, of uh, leadership and, right. and uh, i think another thing i want to mention to you uh, which is important uh, i think is uh, uh, a principle that integrity comes at the top and then the company you work for hmm. and the team who works with you hmm. in the sense hmm. so that's what the principle i have always worked with wonderful and what are some of the you know very critical financial factors that contribute to a company's long term success and sustainability and i know it's important to balance the books and make a profit of course that that's the science now right correct. balancing books no is, is no longer accountant's job hmm. machines do it it guys do it and science does it correct so i think as we move beyond that and that's why we call ourselves more business partners business finance partners now and then than just uh, uh, accountants or bookkeepers hmm. and and i i think you have to pick some uh, factors the number one would be are we the growth partners for the business leaders hmm. so how do we become real growth partners enablers to achieve that vision set by the company and by the ceo mm-hmm. so that's for me at the top that are we partners in growth hmm. and, and once you do that and and you know though it's not really financial mm-hmm. but it is still a big financial factor because mm-hmm. it leads to financial financial results right the the, the growth part probably mm-hmm. will tell me you know that sales guy's job or that business leader's job why mm-hmm. are you about growth and i i said fine i mean growth is something which is defined by the company for the you know uh, industry for the people mm-hmm. and we are all part of it I mean, so i look at myself as a business leader with a finance background i may mm-hmm. be a finance person but leadership is you know uh, across functions mm-hmm. second i think uh, as a finance uh, person cash flows i think are important right so uh, you know which contribute to a company's success in long term that are you going to be out of cash or are you debt free mm-hmm. are you low debt company ability to raise debt a lot of companies i i notice mm-hmm. say, oh yeah we don't take we don't borrow but mm-hmm. can you borrow if if required can you borrow because mm-hmm. you know a, a bad time will come mm-hmm. so that also important that uh, the ability to borrow ability to raise cash mm-hmm. i think that's that's an important uh, element and the third i think is uh, investments mm-hmm. do you invest in the future looking r&d work mm-hmm. the base basic r&d mm-hmm. i come from fmcg pharma sector and now financial services but i think uh, investing in basic research mm-hmm. is important and 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 if the pharma company it's double digit to percentage to sales mm. right so so dollar investment and investing for failures correct keeping some money for failures correct companies who do not keep money away for failures i think th- there is a question mark about running a pnl there mm. so you need to give money to the business leaders to fail mm. and 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 encourage them to come up with ideas try different things and see where it goes well yeah. said well said the next question neeraj is you know on corporate governance uh, and you know this has been a topic for the last for a lot of discussion in our country for the last 20 odd years how did you ensure financial transparency and accountability across the organizations that you worked in i think two three things which we did the first thing is uh, have a session with the ceo and get him on your side Correct. so i was fortunate to have uh, the ceos who were willing to listen to me mm. for whatever reasons and uh, once they were convinced that 
we're talking the same language and we are running to achieve the same vision. Then getting a seat on the table on the CEO's board and on business boards, that is the first, uh, you know, uh, important step. Mm. Which mm. That means that you know, you're part of every decision making, whether at the business level or a company mm. level. Second, was then introduce slowly the finance, understanding of finance numbers, finance mm. factors, financial mm. results, which means training of the business leaders. Mm. Action time is one, but then also continuous training every year mm. and tell them that, you know, what it means, what mm. the financial results mean and what can happen if you don't achieve those. Correct. Third, slowly get the financial numbers in the careers of all business leaders. Mm. To the CEOs, you know, CEOs on your side, that can happen very easily. Right. That is in the KRAs, then the lead, then the, then the business leaders start coming to financial pe finance people, mm. controllers, my controllers, or myself, mm. understand that what do we do? How do we achieve this? Right. What are the factors of you know running a business in terms of financials, financials, mm. or how do you run a P and L? Mm. What, are drivers, what are the revenue drivers? And 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 that becomes a very uh, uh, learning for the business leaders. Amazing. So really, really, you know, uh, seat on the table, training, and uh, uh, understanding of P&L for the leaders. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, another thing which I did personally, I was always available and totally transparent, one version of truth. So they could trust me that mm -hmm. if I'm saying something, I'm not hiding anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think one, one version of truth and one set of numbers is extremely important. Mm -hmm. Not many people do it, I know. Right. They want to hide some numbers. I think transparency, as I said earlier, is a very, very important uh, right. factor here. Well said. You know, also, you know, if you look at what's happening in the world today, the finance now, financial processes, etc., have all been impacted by digital transformation. Mm -hmm. How did you embrace digital transformation to enhance financial processes and decision making? Why I'm smiling is it's it's such a hot topic yeah. and we debated about it in every meeting. Mm. Yeah. And I and my uh, you know partners partner CIO on the board, mm. we would struggle really at times to get this understood by the business leaders mm. and even by functional leaders. Right. Because sometimes they look at uh, digital as a tactic, not Correct. a strategy. Mm. So I, what we did, and I and my my CIO partner, we tried to tell the board. Mm. That should be seen as a strategy, not a tactic. Mm. Changing the mind to look at this as a long-term investment. Mm. Look at uh, behavior changing experiences, which 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 you can bring it through digital. For mm. example, a CRM, right? Uh, a CRM implemented uh, in the sales side, where you can have a live feed of the secondary end last last mile sale mm. consumption in the hospital or by the consumer. How powerful it can be! Correct. Similarly, you know, uh, cost drivers split in various elements at the lowest level and given to you every week, every month, every whenever you want it mm -hmm. uh, as a report. Right. That be? So we actually demonstrated, you know, with the with examples which were fictional mm. and showed to people that what we can do to you. Mm. And then as finance person, mm. creating some dollars, keeping some dollars away for digital again from right. the PSO. It was right. important to really convince during the business plans and business plans were done along with the business leaders mm. and keeping some dollars away for digital mm. it was critical, was important. You know, my generation, this was a change over time. Mm. Now, I think people will probably understand it much more, the current generation. Correct. So they, they think digital has to be there. It's the lead thing. 
Well, in my, my case, 20 years ago or 15 years ago, it was a struggle to tell people that this is the way to go and and it not just number crunching. No. So, yeah, extremely. Well said. Well said. And, you know, you worked for two very major multinationals in the world. How did you foster a culture of financial prudence and efficiency within the organizations to ensure innovation and growth did not suffer? Okay. So I actually saw during my career uh, a change from being an accountant to a business partner. Correct. So in, in GNJ, for example, uh, I was able to implement this approach of separate business controllers mm -hmm. embedded in the business teams, mm -hmm. sitting with them mm. yeah, and uh, going with them to the market. Mm. We actually put down uh, KRS for my team members and myself Mm -hmm. that we spend 7 to 10 days in the market mm -hmm. with the business or in the supply chain side mm -hmm. not finance nothing to do with finance right so right. that we show our commitment to the business side first mm -hmm. i mean it starts with that right Correct. i mean uh, without that uh, it's important mm -hmm. because we're trying to inculcate the financial culture in their minds so first mm -hmm. we have to show that we are available to uh, them the way they understand it mm -hmm. I, I think that was the first uh, point mm -hmm. and then become an enabler not a blocker mm -hmm. uh, i use this term all the time that is very easy for me to say listen this is my policy it doesn't allow this mm -hmm. second is let me see how can i you know get this thing done within the framework which we've agreed upon mm -hmm. and the framework needs a change without impacting my you know uh, the values we talk about in a company if i need to make a change in the process which can help get a business deal mm -hmm. not the wrong way the right way, as I right. said earlier, can I do it? Should mm -hmm. I do it? Of course, I should do it. A lot of people I find, they might say, well, oh, listen, as per my rule, para so-and-so, this can't be done. Now, that's not something uh, today businesses want from uh, us. Mm -hmm. Moving away from past to future. You know, my, my one of my, one of my uh, very favorite stories, My we were show, showcasing our SAP implementation mm -hmm. to my boss in, uh, I think it was Philippines or Thailand, can't remember which country. Mm. We're looking at ASEAN and India was handling both at the time for JNJ. Mm. And we were showcasing very proudly about SAP latest, uh, you know, uh, implementations being done. And he came and said, "Listen, you you guys are great. You do mm. such a high accuracy level, 98, 99 percent, 99.5 percent, enough to take a business decision. But can you talk about future? You talk about past. What are the forecasts?" What's right. going to happen? I'm more keen to understand what's going to happen. So mm. we cheat ourselves straight away. That's a great, you know, let's move away from for, uh, past trends to forecasts. Mm. As a business leader, the moment you start talking about business language in terms of forecast, what can go wrong, what can go right, using trends, but forecasting future, mm. I think it's a huge acceptability which comes in from the business leaders. They mm. start loving you. And, and well that said. really works in our favor. Well said, well said. So one more question relating to finance and uh, then I want to move to angel investor. My question is risk management plays a very significant role in finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you share some of your insights into how you identified and mitigated financial risks? So I think it's all about people again. Correct. I'm going to go back to people's side. It's not finance person's role alone or the CEO's hmm. role. Absolutely. How do you involve every board member? Hmm in mitigating risk mm -hmm. so they all participate in risk and also brainstorming and risk evaluation financial risk is the end result of all the risks together 
mm. reputational risk or you know supply chain risk or uh, you know brand innovation risk marketing risk they all ultimately end up in financial risk in some right. order now once you start involving them is is to be championed by the finance guy cfo mm. but involving them from very beginning and then telling them that these risks and responsibilities make a matrix some are handled by the business leaders some are handled by the finance leaders the financial risks of course will remain with me or remain with with people like me mm-hmm. and, and that's where uh, we look at things like cash flow never run out of cash ever mm-hmm. that's one because that can bust the company straight away right. so i talked about earlier about having credit lines open to you you know keeping enough cash with us Now, even if you borrow and leverage mm-hmm. don't over leverage and uh, also uh, how tight can you be on the working capital mm-hmm. working for you well i learned negative working capital Hmm. Not a great idea all the time, but for a great company, it's a fantastic idea. Absolutely, well said, well said. So, so uh, yeah, the kind of levers which you can pull hmm. to safeguard against margins, margin erosion, or margin hmm. enhancement, correct? Some growth. If the margin is going down, but volume is jumping up dramatically, very India story. Hmm. Great, you know, it should be looked at positively, not negatively. Right. Once you don't look at it positively, hmm. but but they can be convinced if you look at volume growth mm-hmm. these are the indicators which will take you to the financial risk mitigation mm-hmm. and if they're not happening obviously then you need to raise it to the level of people who will make it happen well said so i'm now going to move on neeraj and uh, you know you told me two you're a two company person but now you are wearing a you know in a new avatar as an angel investor yeah um my first question is what qualities or characteristics Mm-hmm. do you look for in an entrepreneur before taking a decision to invest in their venture yeah uh you know it comes with experience we made our mistakes in the beginning sure. uh, mm-hmm. where, where we back people just because we were so enamored by the whole you know uh, whole space mm-hmm. but then slowly we start realizing that who's serious who's not serious mm-hmm. what kind of profile of people mm. so subject matter expertise comes in important you know uh, as as one of the factors that is the person doing it just because it's a fashionable thing to do like influence marketing like space today or gaming yesterday mm. you know or the person understands correct does the person have a cto as a partner if mm. the person is not founder is not a cto and cto sometimes they bring in at oh cto employee to mm. 5% stake co-founder but 5% i said listen mm. is your backbone if he's not your partner founder mm. partner there's mm. a problem he runs away you're gone mm. so so that's another thing but the first and foremost it's a passion right the passion and passion in the person the founder how passionate the founder is mm. we had people who who's, who've come in and said oh yeah you know we want to do this great and then mm. after a year or two oh it's not happening so i need to wind up and go back to my hometown in mm. so please because it's been two years right. of failure right so, how much passion what what stage of life they are at what is their skin in the game you know do they have any skin in the game or not have mm. they put in any money from family friends correct and is the idea really innovative mm. will it make a difference are they trying to solve a problem which is really a problem or is it just because you know neeraj did it ashutosh did it somebody else did it i'm going to do it mm. that's not work right right some of the and other thing which we learned is ability to listen mm. they have the ability to listen because we are trying to invest and help them mentor them mm. now a lot of people say oh yeah i heard you but i'm right mm. or i can't even hear you 
you're telling me great but no no it doesn't work like this mm. we've, we've had those instances amazing a lot of people will say oh you know you're saying this great let me go back do my homework and check it out mm. what is the body language the person is showing is the person founder even willing to listen to you or not i think that's important well said and uh, based on your experience of having met i'm sure many 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 startup entrepreneurs what would you say are some common mistakes or pitfalls you've seen entrepreneurs you know make and how can they avoid them so on the team side you know running alone not getting co-founders diluting very early you know uh, because they want to raise funds at a very low valuation they start raising high amount of funds and they walk into a stage where they've given up 30 40 50% of the company very early mm. and very soon they are below majority below the majority mark mm. and they left with 30 40% that doesn't work with vcs and pe's later mm. so so you know uh, guiding them in terms of you know how should they really uh, give up their equity and how should they really raise funds in a gradual manner than raising all at once right is an important uh, lesson which they need to learn mm-hmm. but i think most importantly i find these people come with a hockey stick approach mm-hmm. on realistic plans i've done five crores last year seven crores this year mm-hmm. next year 500 year after that and 5000 right that doesn't make and then you know what they start resourcing mm-hmm. for long now that's unrealistic at times with no detail mm-hmm. no build up to that customer wise channel wise area wise and and they start resourcing for Correct. that. Correct. But that's a sure shot uh, failure because you're going to bleed cash there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. avoiding that I think is important. Mm-hmm. And we also seen a lot of startups uh, who don't acknowledge competition. Mm-hmm. So only once, you know, there'll be a chart competition. Uh, they are like uh, ticks in two or three boxes, but you're ticking all 10 boxes. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't happen like that. Mm-hmm. There are going to be people uh, who, who would be close to you you need to acknowledge that learn from them and move on mm. and whether you are gradual or you are global mm. a lot of people try to become global too fast again doesn't work mm-hmm. a lot of people or a lot of people don't get to the market they should great product innovative you want to work in the us market but instead in india mm. again it doesn't work you need to mm. go and get out to the us and it's a very good market correct well said learning is uh, yeah well said so i've time for two more questions for you my next question is that once you take a decision to make an investment what role do you typically play uh, in you know getting into the governance and getting into um, advisory roles or getting deeper into managing the company so there are two three ways of doing it board seat is one and now a lot of angels try to avoid a board seat because they don't they're not running the company correct second is board advisory role that every board meeting you part of it but you're not a board board, board director member mm. so that's something which we try to take mm. but uh, even more importantly mentoring on an ongoing basis for a particular subject for example uh, brand building or marketing for mm. a company important mm. b2c company fmcg company they need inputs on uh, branding or channel right we have a lot of marketers in our group and you know top notch marketers company ceos you know and and we get them out to help that company mm. so we try to pick up a leader from a group of 125 cxos mm. and that person represents our group collects mm. all the knowledge from the group members mm. and interacts in an easy way with the founder a single person right that really you know helps that's mm. one 
second i think is uh, connecting them to the stakeholders mm. opening doors for them helping them to get to let's say your company or some other company relevant places mm. let me listen to you work will happen on merit we tell the founder work will always happen on merit and will never influence the outcome mm. will get you to be listened mm. that's what we can do we can right. make a call to hul or uh, you know png or colgate worldwide or you know somebody else and mm. people will listen to you right you need a hearing and third stage is for the next fundraise we try and open doors for them to the vcs i mean mm. that's another thing we have because you know that they're looking forward to that help from us absolutely absolutely and my last question to neeraj and i'm going to come back to you know you too as a finance person now mm-hmm. because you know and this is for the many many people who will listen to our conversation what advice would you have for aspiring finance professionals mm-hmm. uh, you know you were the young chartered accountant who made it right to the top in two big companies what would your advice be for such young people to uh, aspire for leadership positions okay so you know my my first and foremost thing mm-hmm. get out of your room get out of the finance department get to the mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. work in the market and actually speaking see the products being manufactured or mm. and sold mm. not not many people do it unfortunately Correct. not finance finance hr legal all the back end functions mm. uh, bad word back end but still important functions Correct. uh they don't do it but they say we don't have time the point is you have to create time correct the moment you get out understand i mean dr ashok ganguly interviewed me in hul and he asked me questions about soap making mm. and i can say soap making come on i don't understand soap he wanted soap making formula and mm. he told me he says unless you know there's glycerin in the soap and that can get wasted mm. the yields are important mm. never tell the factory manager that you're wasting you know some uh, fat correct that's a, this, it's as simple as that mm. you got to understand manufacturing understand selling right and then do finance mm. finance leader so the second advice i give to people is be a business leader not a finance leader mm. business leader with a finance background so mm. business mind but finance background is great to have but at the end of the day we are all business leaders correct third advice i give is never say it can't be done never mm. say my rules don't allow it mm. always say that you know uh, can i look at it can i find a way to implement it can i find a way to help you can i find a way to get this done correct in the given parameters of rules and integrity mm. you know 95% cases we will we'll actually find a solution to it mm. a solution orientation correct uh, i think that's critical for people to succeed and the fourth thing is keep reskilling mm. digital mm. how many finance people today do not understand digital even today uh, people who are in the 40s mid 40s and they have reskilled themselves mm. reskilling finance people whether csr whether digital tomorrow esg i'm already seeing my friends learning esg Mm. you know uh, on the boards so these are important things because they all have a financial implication correct and the finance guy would be on the committees esg committee or csr committee or any other committee so mm. you got to understand these things yeah the more we do this the more acceptable we become to the businesses and the business well leaders well said well said and on that note neeraj and your four wonderful lessons young people must get out of the finance department and understand the business second you said be a business leader with a finance background that's a very very powerful uh, statement that you've made third one you said was never say it can't be done and the fourth one you said was keep reskilling thank you so much for speaking to me about your journey thank you for speaking to me about your values 
thank you for speaking to me about so many different aspects of finance uh, you know and you could i could see the deep understanding and experience coming through in our conversation thank you also for speaking to me about your new avatar as uh, an angel investor and all the wonderful things that you're doing to support so many different people thank you for speaking to me and good luck thank you so much ashutosh appreciate it uh, wonderful to speak to you and share my thoughts thank really. you thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you videocast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you